Welcome to the podcast version of the St Matthew's Tipton Church service for Sunday the 30th of August 2020. Thank you for tuning in to this episode here. We join the service as we go into the prayers before the reading and the talk. Again, we've chopped out the music for copyright reasons. When you get a chance, please share this service with your friends and your family, wherever you found it. And thank you for all the people tuning in, not just here in the West Midlands in the UK, but people tuning in around the world. We've got people in other parts of the UK listening in, and we've even got people over in the United States of America. So if that's you, you've shared the podcast and you're listening in from somewhere else around the world, it's wonderful to have you here on board spreading God's word. If you'd like to find out any more about our church, our parish, or our community, please do pop onto Facebook and search for St. Matthew's Tipton. You'll find everything you need on there. Here's our church service for today. Yes, what a beautiful name. Jesus, what a beautiful name. You're the name above everything. Jesus, what a powerful name. You know, it took me a long time into this pandemic to realize that this pandemic has a name. That name's COVID. But my Bible tells me that Jesus is the name above every name, even above COVID. Someone texted me this in the week that, again, just never come to me. Pandemic has a name, COVID. What does that stand for? Christ offers victory in disease. That's COVID. Christ offers victory in disease because he's the name above every name. And because of Jesus' sacrifice, God gave him the most powerful name that there is. These wonderful words from Philippians. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Jesus, what a beautiful name. We thank you that we can come here this morning and worship that name. may not be how we normally do it, but Father, we thank you for Jesus. We come to our prayers for this morning, so if you'd like to, just bow your heads and close your eyes. Close your eyes. I want to start this morning with a prayer of St. Teresa of Avalia. This was written in the 16th century, but is as relevant today as it was then. God is unchanging. Let nothing disturb you. Let nothing alarm you. While all things fade away, God is unchanging. Be patient and you will gain everything. For with God in your heart, nothing is lacking. God meets your every need. And before that, God, we offer our prayers of intercession this morning. So, Father God, we pray for our children who are returning back to schools, colleges and universities this week to continue their education. We especially pray that all places of education will find ways of making teaching and learning safe as well as effective in these strange and difficult times. Help all students in their daily lessons. Give them the wisdom to listen and learn and to keep safe. Help their teachers and give them patience and knowledge to teach well and help them all as together they learn the lessons of life. Dear God, your love for us is unchangeable. You have welcomed each of us into the family of your church in in Jesus. You call us to be his body in this place. During our time of interregnum, guide with your heavenly wisdom those appointed to discern the way ahead and for a new incumbent for this parish that we may receive the priest you have already prepared for your people, ready to serve us with joy 
to build us up in faith and lead us by and lead us by example in love and obedience to your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. We pray for our church and for all who worship or visit this place. May they be blessed with the knowledge of your loving kindness. Give to us as a Christian community the willingness to give of ourselves in welcome and help us to serve one another as Christ serves us. This morning we pray for those who are bowed down with grief, fear or sickness and we say their names silently in our hearts. May your living word bring comfort and healing to all those in any kind of need. Finally, Father, be with us, Lord, in the week ahead as we go out into the world. May the lips that have heard your praises, song, always speak the truth. May the ears which have heard your word listen only to what is good. And may our lives as well as our worship be always pleasing in your sight so that the name of Jesus will be glorified. So let's say together in the silence of your hearts, merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Can I hand it over to Mick, who's going to bring our reading and then God's word for us this morning. Well, good morning, folks. It's really good to see you. Long time, but God has brought us together again, and we thank God for that. Our reading this morning is taken from the book of Matthew, and we are reading from Matthew chapter 16 and verses 21 to the end of the chapter. Jesus predicts his death. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will find it. What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world, yet forfeits his own soul? Or what can a man give an, give an exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what he has done. I tell you the truth, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Shall we just pray? Father, as we come under the influence of your precious word and your Holy Spirit, we pray that you will take these simple thoughts and truths and make them a profound reality in our lives by your Spirit. For we ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
We come to a portion of Scripture this morning where Jesus predicts the suffering that was going to come upon him shortly after speaking these words to his disciples. And these disciples, you know, they were a mixed bag of people. And yet Christ had personally called them and he had personally chosen them. We can look back in Scripture and have a look and think, well, I'm sure he could have chosen some who were better qualified, but they were the ones he had chosen. And those were the ones who he was going to build his church through and work upon. And it's like that with us, isn't it? We are each called and chosen by God this morning. In the world's eyes, we are nothing. Perhaps even in the world's eyes, they think we may be a bit strange coming into a building like this where we can't sing, where we can't really verbally give praise to the God who we love and serve. And yet, we come because we, are be, we have been called and chosen by God. And God decided to use the disciples in the early church, so he decides to use us in the church of the 21st century. I think it's amazing. The variety of people and the variety of callings that God had called his disciples to serve him in in that day and even in this day. And Jesus decided he would, he began to tell his disciples what was going to happen to him. And of course, we read in, in, in last week's reading where, you know, Jesus said, who do people say that I am? And all of a sudden, Peter pipes up, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, and Jesus commends him. He says, you know, so, you know Simon, flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven, he's revealed it to you. It was a wonderful revelation for Peter. And you know, he was on this high. And all of a sudden... When Jesus began to tell these disciples what was going to happen to him shortly after this, that he was going to Jerusalem and there he would be crucified and there he would rise again, it was a natural reaction from Peter. You know, in other words, this never, never is this going to happen to you, Lord. And he tells us that Jesus rebukes, rebukes the spirit behind what Peter was saying. And he said, he, Jesus discerned it was Satan who was trying to obstruct him. And Jesus said, Satan, you are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but only the things of flesh. And I want to say this to you, friends, this morning, that the devil will put a lot of stumbling blocks in our way. He has put a lot of stumbling blocks in, in the way we can worship at the moment. But he hasn't stopped us worshipping him, has he? We come. We can raise our hands to God. You know, I've learned something over this period of lockdown that we've all gone through. And I think it's affected all of us. But I've learned one thing. If I can't have connection with the body of Christ, I can still have connection with the head. And as long as I'm connected to Christ, and as long as I'm focused on Him, then everything has a wonderful way of working out with our brothers and sisters. And there will come a time when, God willing, we will be able to meet, and we will be able to socialise as we want to. But at the moment, there's obstacles there. But we have not 
got to allow these obstacles to stop us from gathering together, to stop us from praying at home, to stop us from reading our Bible, because sometimes that can happen. Because we're not coming to church on a regular basis, it doesn't take long for, if you know, the old things to suddenly start to begin to entangle us again. We've got to make sure that we are connected at all times with the head and, you know, not allow the enemy to rob us of what God wants to do. You see, the enemy is a defeated enemy. He makes himself out that he is all... He, is, he's, he, he makes out that he is as powerful as God. But the Bible says that the devil is the father of liars. And he is the father of liars. And so we've got to realize that Satan is a defeated foe. And we, today, in the name of Jesus, we can defeat him when he comes against us. And so this is what Jesus was trying to say to them. He wanted to encourage them. Although he was going into a period of darkness, where he would be betrayed, where he would be put to death, there was light at the end of the tunnel. He would, be, he would rise again. And I don't think they understood that. They, it was a very difficult concept for them to understand. But we have the wonderful privilege of Scripture, don't we? And we know that he not only defeated Satan, he defeated Satan on the cross, the empty tomb, and he is alive today. And this is what the world needs to hear, that Jesus is alive. There is something in the world greater than COVID. Jesus Christ is alive, and he is the one who sets us free. And so it says that after this, that Jesus, then he said to his disciples, if anyone will come after me. Time doesn't allow to go into the, the whys and wherefores of discipleship this morning. But you know, there comes a point where we have been called and chosen by God. And that is a privilege in itself. The world doesn't think it's a privilege. The world thinks that what we have, we, it's foolishness. Well, it's that, that's exactly what the, the Scripture says. To those who don't know the Lord, what we, it's foolishness to them that perish. But to us who were saved, it is the very power of God unto salvation. So what God has done within each and every one of us uh, is a wonderful thing. And I want to encourage you this morning that even though we are called to be followers and disciples of Jesus, uh, and yes, we are called to, to, to take up our cross daily, never be ashamed of what Jesus has done for your friends. Never ever be frightened to stand uh, your ground when he comes uh, to making a uh, stand for the Word of God and for the things of God. And I'll tell you, God will bless you and God will keep you. And we have been called with this wonderful privilege of knowing Christ. It tells us, you know, as we, as we, we, we take up our cross and we follow Jesus daily, and each day we live a life that is self-sacrificing so that the world will see. You see, sometimes we do things which is totally out of you know, the normal. You hear of Christian businessmen who plough millions of pounds and dollars in, into Christian organisation. And the people in the water, well, that money could be spent in other ways. But that's the way God has laid it on their hearts to do these things. And so we've got to be prepared to, like these disciples, when Jesus called them, it says they left everything and they followed him. 
We've got to be willing, friends. When Jesus said, I want you to give that up, it may be a sacrifice, but what I've got for you in the future is something far better and far, it'll give you far more lasting joy. And of course, Jesus calls the disciples, he says, that, you know, as we follow him, we are called to be fruitful for him. That's one of the signs of the church, isn't it? That it's fruitful. It doesn't mean to say that, you know, there may be an abundant fruit. Sometimes uh, there may not be so much fruit in some areas, but nonetheless, fruit will be there. And there was times when Jesus went into some of these villages round about Jerusalem, and when he was walking around, that he said he couldn't do many mighty things because of their lack of faith and their unbelief. And that's still existent today, isn't it? You know, there are parts of the, our area in Tipton, some are fruitful for God, and some are not so fruitful. But that doesn't mean to say that God's still not interested in those areas that are not fruitful. We've still got to be showing that we are connected to Christ, and as followers of Christ, He may want to send us out into some of those areas that are not so fruitful. Oh yes, knowing Jesus is a wonderful privilege, but there comes great responsibility with it. And the disciples knew this. They knew that when it came to them living their lives in that first century, the world was at odds with them, and they were at odds with the world, and nothing has changed. We are still at odds with the world, and the world is still at odds with the church. And in many countries it is very apparent when, you know, the preaching of the gospel is against their way of life. It's becoming against our way of life, isn't it? You know, we're being silent slowly but surely. Look at us all muffled this morning. But do not let that be a means by any means of stopping you serving God and being his disciple. Yep, we can do it because he is living within us. He has empowered us by his Holy Spirit to equip us and praise God, we have the word of God which gives to us the food and the, the inspiration that we need to take us forward. You know, discipleship is a very complicated thing, and yet also it is a very simple thing. And I've got a, a pamphlet at home, and I, I pray this prayer every day in it. And this is the three things I pray, very simple, every morning. I make the choice, I make the decision, and this is what it is. First, I choose to honour God today by the words that I will speak. And you know, friends, we are judged very often by the things we say, aren't we? It's not by our actions, it's by the words we say. May we honour God today by the words that we will speak. That, that's a good step with being a disciple. Secondly, I will honour God by the way that I act, by the way that I will conduct myself when I'm on my own, what I watch on the television what I listen to, the type of music I listen to, the type of things I get involved with. And thirdly, I will, I will honour God today by allowing His love, His light and His truth to shine through me. You know that's the greatest thing, by our example to others. Jesus said of His disciples, all men will know that you belong to me by your love one for another. 
All the disciples who followed Jesus, they all met. They were either martyred or they were imprisoned for their faith. And yet they never faltered in their witness. Wherever they went, they shone for the Lord, for the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm saying to you today, friends, and I, I just feel this. If we choose to live by the very simple words of this reading, and you can read it again when you go home, even in these strange times in which we live, our lives can still be effective for God. I've sat there at home when we couldn't come to church at all, and I've thought, Lord, what am I achieving for you? What am I achieving? You know, we're not gathering together, not preaching, we're not praying for the sick. But you know, God understands all that. He knows what's going on, and He knows the condition of our hearts and our minds. And the thing is, what, what, what Jesus was saying to these disciples was this, yes, with the privilege of knowing me, I've called you by name, I know exactly what's going on, I've given you responsibilities, and you, are, you know, as disciples and followers of me, I expect you to live by those conditions, if you like, those simple set of rules. Why? Because Jesus has got a plan and purpose for us. One day, the Bible says, and He tells us here, for the Son of Man is going to come again in His Father's glory, and He is going to require everyone who has received anything from Him, they will give an account. So all the responsibility that God has given to us in our lives now as, as followers of Christ, one day we are going to have to give an account of what we have done. But the wonderful thing is that the responsibility then will be turned to privilege because we will, we, we will be given those wonderful words, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of your Lord. And I tell you, folks, that is what I want to hear for my life. That is what I want to hear in your lives. I'm sure you want to hear that. We are living in very funny times. But make no mistake about it, Jesus promised He is coming back. And He is one who sticks to His Word. And these things that we are entering into and through at this moment, it may be the beginning of certain things happening, but we know that God is on the throne. And He will not forget us, friends. He will come and He will reward every true disciple who has loved Him and who has lived for Him. I want to read to you in closing. Romans chapter 8, verses 31 to the end of the chapter. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring the charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus, who died more than that, was raised to life and is at the right hand of God, and is also interceding for us. Isn't that wonderful? To think that Jesus is interceding before the throne of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, on our behalf. So when you fail, when you, and you will, you'll fail this week, I've failed miserably this week, 
but I know that my Saviour is interceding before my Heavenly Father on my behalf. And, and he, says, he says this, And who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword or COVID or lockdown? We can put all these things there. Can these things separate us from the love that is in Christ and in God? I tell you, friends, they can't because the love that God has shared to us is something that He has deposited within us. And where God has deposited something within us, He's going to one day receive that unto Himself with interest with what we have done. And it says, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loves us. You're more than a conqueror today, friends. Don't think you're a defeated one. You are more than a conqueror today. For I am convinced that neither life nor death nor angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor the powers, neither height, nor depth, or anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I want to just close with just a simple thing. God is with us. God is not against us. God is for us. Father God, I thank and praise you this morning that we are known by you and we are loved by you. And I ask and pray that you will bless my brothers and sisters in Christ who have come this morning into your house, that you will bless them and you will keep them and you will watch over them. And so we pray, Lord, may your name be glorified today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So as we come to the end of our service this morning, can I just remind you to remain seated until you're asked to, or asked to leave by one of the stewards this morning. If you're going to stand outside church and talk, can you please keep social distancing? And the basket is at the back of the church for an offering if you'd like to give one. So I want to thank Mick for what he brought us this morning. Um, just those three things. I choose to honour God today by the words I choose to speak. I will honour God by the way I act and conduct myself. I will honour God by allowing his love, light and truth to shine through me. May that be our prayer for each and every one of us this week. So we come to the final blessing. The Lord bless us and keep us. Make his face shine upon us and be gracious to us and give us peace. May his presence go before us and behind us, beside us, all around us and within us. He is with us. He is with us. And the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit be among us and remain with us always. Amen. So let's go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. In the name of Christ, amen.